2: Making some noise outside the courthouse. We
1: don't respect white supremacy. These are
3: extremists. Not black people.
1: You are an extremist. You are a terrorist.
2: President Biden, the salesman in
0: chief. When you see these projects starting in your hometowns, I want you to feel what I feel: pride, pride in what we can do together as the United States of America.
2: This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, November 17th. I'm Rich Thomason. Correspondent Scott Bauer reports the 12 jurors deliberating the fate of Kyle Rittenhouse were chosen by the defendant himself
1: in a rather unusual way. There's nothing in the law that says the defendant can't be the one who participates in that process, going from the original pool down to the 12 that will actually hear the case. But attorneys and law professors we spoke with also said that they're not aware of any, any courtroom where this goes on routinely. The judge brought a raffle tumbler device over from the ledge of the courtroom to the defense table, and the defendant himself, Kyle Rittenhouse, reached into the raffle drum and picked out six pieces of paper each of which had a different juror's number on it. No objections from the prosecutors to this happening. Kyle Rittenhouse showed no emotion as he was taking the numbers out of the drum, and the jury now has the case after he played a role directly, although randomly, in deciding who the jurors would be who would hear it.
2: After a full day of deliberations, no verdict yet. Protesters showed up outside the Kenosha, Wisconsin courthouse, they were chanting the names of the two men fatally shot by Rittenhouse during the chaos on the streets of Kenosha. Anthony and Toto,
1: Anthony and Toto, no justice, no, peace. no
3: justice, no justice.
2: Bishop Tavis Grant with the Rainbow Push Coalition urging peaceful protests.
3: We do not need agitators. We do not need instigators. And we do not need individuals that are going to bring a spirit of violence. And conflict at a time when we're seeking justice and peace. Anthony and JoJo! Anthony Anthony and JoJo! Anthony and and JoJo!
2: Prosecutors have rested in a racially charged case out of Brunswick, Georgia, the trial of three white men charged with chasing
0: down. And killing a black man who was jogging through their neighborhood. Glynn County Medical Examiner Dr. Edmund Donahue testified that Ahmed Aubrey was shot twice in the chest with a shotgun at close range.
1: 20 inches to 3 inches.
0: In this from Court TV, Donahue says the 25-year-old black man had no chance surviving either wound. Is there anything they could have done on scene to save his life? No. Later, Judge Timothy Walmsley told the jurors... Just because the state has rested does not mean that all of the evidence is in in this case necessarily. That also from Court TV. Father and son Greg and Travis McMichael and their neighbor William Roddy Bryan are on trial. I'm Tim McGuire. And now to the Biden
2: COVID vaccine mandate. A
0: conservative-leaning appeals court will take up challenges to that requirement. The Cincinnati-based U.S. Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has been selected to hear challenges to President Joe Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for private employers. 11 of the 16 full-time judges in the Sixth Circuit were appointed by Republican presidents. The court was selected in a random drawing using ping-pong balls. The employer vaccine mandate calls for businesses with more than 100 workers to require employees to be vaccinated by January 4th or wear masks and be tested weekly for COVID-19. Officials in 27 Republican-led states, several employers, and conservative or business organizations challenged the requirement. I'm Mike Gracia.
2: Daybreak Insider's Greg Clugston says President Biden has chosen New England to launch a nationwide tour, touting the newly signed $1 trillion-plus infrastructure bill.
0: During a visit to Woodstock, New Hampshire, the president talked about the billions of dollars that will upgrade America's roads and transit systems. He stood on a rusted bridge that has been deemed unsafe saying public services depend on it. School buses, wastewater trucks, cross it every day. It's essential to Woodstock Fire Station about a quarter of a mile away. Mr. Biden's infrastructure campaign comes as Americans face the highest inflation rate in decades and amid sagging job approval numbers.
3: And just how bad are the president's poll numbers now? The Rasmussen Report daily presidential tracking poll shows that 41% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Biden's job performance. 57% disapprove. The latest figure includes 20% who strongly approve of the job Mr. Biden is doing and 50% who strongly disapprove. This gives him a presidential approval index of negative 30. At this point in his presidency, former President Trump had a 43% approval rating, 3% higher than Mr. Biden. And Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett says Vice President Harris's numbers are... Even worse. ABC late night host Jimmy Kimmel mock pondered last week how Harris's job approval rating could be even lower than President Biden's when he says, quote, she basically has nothing to do. Only 28 percent of registered voters participating this month in a USA Today Suffolk University poll approved of her job performance. Mr. Biden's job approval rating, while still bad, was 10 percentage points higher. Vice presidential favorability and job approval ratings are overwhelmingly influenced by how the president is doing, according to a 2017 study by political scientist Jody Baumgartner. And how about the GOP's prospects for taking back both houses of Congress? The latest Rasmussen Report survey finds that if congressional elections were held today, 51% of likely voters would vote for the Republican candidate, while 38% would vote for the Democrat. Just 3% would vote for some other candidate, but another 8% are not sure. The 13-point edge for Republicans in the latest poll is larger than Democrats enjoyed at any time during the 2018 midterm elections due to the greater GOP partisan intensity and a wide advantage among independents.
2: America's retailers saw a bit more green in their bottom lines recently, says Daybreak Insider's Ken Lorman. With the holiday shopping season underway, retail sales jumped 1.7% in October, the biggest gain in retail spending since March. Total spending included figures from both online and and brick-and-mortar outlets, but the government's numbers were not adjusted for the inflation rate, which continues to chew into the spending power of all Americans. And that mega retailer, you know the one based out of Bentonville, Arkansas, says it's all set for a holiday shopping surge. Walmart has reported another quarter of higher sales despite having to raise many of its prices because of the inflation rate as well as higher wages. Walmart's in-store and online sales rose more than 9%. Executives also announcing that their store shelves will be fully stocked for the holidays, citing the company's huge scale as its way around supply chain disruptions. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew says that several dating apps are moving beyond their core mission. They're getting political. Tinder, Match, and other online dating services are urging their users to call on their respective senators to renew the Violence Against Women Act. With one click, users can pass along an email to their senators that reads, This issue cannot wait because every day this law has the potential to impact someone's mother, daughter, friend, or co-worker. VAWA was first enacted back in 1994, but expired in 2019 and has yet to be renewed. Republicans have been resisting because of new language in the act, restricting gun ownership for Dating partners convicted of domestic abuse or violence. And finally this morning, Twitter, which has been a target of complaints about censorship, rolling out redesigned advisories aimed at warning users about alleged misinformation.
0: Labels first showed up on Twitter before and after the 2020 election, but the criticism was that they didn't do enough to keep people from spreading obvious falsehoods. The new labels are red and orange to stand out more. Twitter labels three types of misinformation. Manipulated media, such as videos and audio, that could cause real-world harm. Election and voting-related misinformation. And false or misleading tweets related to the coronavirus. Misleading tweets get an orange icon in the words, Stay informed tweets with more serious misinformation will get a stronger label with the words misleading and a red exclamation point. Those tweets cannot be liked or retweeted. I'm Ed Donahue.
2: Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Rich Thomason.